Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. What is going on, Suns fans? Justin here, and with me, as always, is my podcasting partner, Paul. Here I is, homeo. And conspicuous by his absence is Daniel Duarte, but I'm sure he'll be around at some point. I mean, not yeah, like maybe today. He's sweepy. Oh. I don't know. Uh oh. Uh oh. You know. He, you oh, know. Yeah. He, he didn't respond. He didn't respond to the the text to say. We're going to start. Haven't mm-hmm. heard from him in a bit. Hopefully everything's okay. Hopefully he is just sweepy. You know, yeah. little baby, little baby. Paul, this is an audio <laughs> podcast, right? Like, I know that everybody else does video. We also know that we're not handsome enough to do video. So we don't, right? So we, we, need, we also know we don't put do? in the effort to have decent backgrounds. Oh, I love your background. That closet. I mean, I don't know it's where great. the door is, but hey, whatever. <laughs> Never no had a deal. door. <laughs> hey, welcome to this episode of Fanning the Flames, the OG Phoenix Suns podcast that is made for the fans. That's you guys by the fans. That is us. Of course, intro and outro music provided by the not broken up Park in Maine. Check them out <laughs> at parkinmaine.com. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at so says J Paul. At Dervish of World. Daniel is at dduarte89. Yes. I think. And the yes, pod is, is at Fan the Flames NBA. And of course, wherever you listen to us, make sure you subscribe, rate, review, do all that good stuff. Although I don't know why I even bother asking that. Like, I feel like nobody ever does. Seriously, somebody, somebody fucking write a review. Please write a review. Please. Didn't gonna, you like ask for that like a while ago and then found out you were looking in the wrong place once? I feel like there was <laughs> like no way like, that. <laughs> uh, I, 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 no, Paul. Maybe. No. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, so I guess we should jump into talking about the Suns. And I'm going to start this episode off in a way that I never thought I would. Because here we sit. It is 9.58 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. On Wednesday, January 5th, 2022. And Paul, I want to know whether we should start this Phoenix Suns pod by talking about Bismack Biombo or Jalen Smith. Which 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 one? This feels very much like a pod we would have recorded two years ago. <laughs> or, like, or like four years right? ago. When we're like, should we talk about Marquise Chris or Dragon Bender? Yeah, except but, these both of these guys have played, played way well. better than <laughs> Dude, okay, well, let's let's talk about how they've been playing. You know, let's start. Well, let's, let's start with Mr. Biombo, shall we? Okay. So okay. I mean, he only has what is it? A grand total of two games on the Suns under his belt. Am I right yes. there? Yep. In those two games, the first game he went for eleven six, 
An assist, a rebound, or excuse me, an assist, a steal, and a block, just for good measure. In his second game, he went for 16-6, three assists, two steals, and three blocks. Don't forget, um, he's averaging 8.8 screen assists. Okay. Which is better than Rudy Gobert's 6.6, because, you know, they're the ones who invented the screen assist over there, Utah, to make it seem like he's valuable on offense. Oh, is that true? Is that a thing? The screen assist? No, well, I mean, yes, but also the fact that they started it or invented it. I don't know it. if they created it, but they public they heavily promote it. They're like the only ones who care about it because it's like the only thing he can do on offense. That's fair. He's like, catch lobs. You know, you bring up kind of an interesting little, I mean, I guess anecdotal kind of trivia point there. It's not really trivia, but Along those lines, it's, 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 it's interesting. And I, I actually stumbled across an interesting fact today. Uh, and, and I want to know if you would know the answer to this. Can you name the two players, or excuse me, can you name the one player in NBA history, right? Mm-hmm. Who has taken more than eight threes a game and also shot below 33% on those more than eight threes a game over the course of more than one season, have you ever is it, is, any is, idea who it might be? I, I do. I have a guess. Is he possibly the point guard for the Los Angeles Lakers? No. Really? Then I don't know who it is. I, I he he's a he's a an individual who has been a in the past a a hot topic, uh, particularly on Sun's Twitter. Uh, I, I kind of don't want to just tell you. There's it been a lot like of fun. players who've been hot topics on Suns Twitter. <laughs> but like a really hot topic who has never played for the Suns or even come close to being in a Phoenix Suns uniform. Hmm. I love the silence. Should is I finish my burrito while you're thinking league? about it? Yes, he is. And, and to be fair, I will, I will say this. One of, the seasons, questions now. one of the seasons is this season, but I think mm-hmm. we're far enough into the season that it would count. And he's not the only one that is sitting kind of in that little realm this season, but he is the only one out of the group that has done it before. And I, I guess, I mean, I don't know. If I was an NBA player and I shot below 30% from three, I don't know that I would take eight, nine a game, but I'm not an NBA player. And it's funny that I'm saying that because when you – Discover who this person is. I think you're going to be like, yes, Justin, you're clearly not an NBA player. Any guesses? Western Conference, Paul. Western Conference. Western Conference? What's your favorite about, player? How about I'll say this? He's he's in his, like, fourth year in the league. Oh, he's in his fourth year in the league? Okay. Oh, oh, I, I know who it is. Who is it's, it? It's, it's. No, you don't. Luka It is. It is. <laughs> And, you know, it was funny because I, I stumbled across that tonight because I, I was looking at some of the box scores of the games because I saw on Twitter that Steph Curry was like five for 25. And I thought that was funny. So then I was like, oh, let me see what that box score looks like. And I looked at Luca, and obviously, you know, his three point shooting is what it is. And I'm, I'm like, I wonder what he's shooting this year because he had still taken like eight or nine this game. And I looked it up and he's shooting, I think it was just a, is it 32% this year and taking 8.1 attempts per game. And that's not even the worst of his career because two years ago, he took almost nine a game and shot like 31%. But hey, Luca's the second coming. He's not a chucker at all, right? Hmm. Yep. 
Hey, so we're going to talk about Bismack Biombo. How do we get yeah. on Luca? I don't know what just happened there. What happened it's, at Black it's, it's, what, it's what happens on Fanning the Flames. That's true. This is very true. So, Paul, where yeah. the fuck did Bismack Biombo come from? I mean, obviously, I know. Look, Bismack Biombo has been around. He's not like an unknown player. Right, but, but he was out of the league. <laughs> 10-day contract, right? Yeah, exactly. So one thing, so I was on solar panel the day after Christmas, was it? Yes. Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. This was not when that happened. On solar panel last week, and I was watching, and they were talking about Biombo, And okay. uh, Zona had mentioned this could be a guy that's going to stick around for the remainder of the season. Dave said, yeah, I can see that happening. And I was, I was in the chat. I'm like, no way. 10 days and now he's there just for bodies. And then he's, he played a half of basketball and I immediately retracted that went on Twitter. I'm like, I was wrong. Signed. Yeah. I, I think where that story that I know where that story is getting traction from. And that's because when Woj tweeted that the son signed him, he like, with most of these other 10 day contracts, they're not mentioning this guy might stick around. Like, this isn't like, they're like, this is, this is a body until we get bodies back. Not a, this is an actual tryout. But I mean, who, at what point in the history of the Suns have we had four really good centers? Basically, we have five centers on our team. We have six centers on our team. At what point in NBA history has any team had four? Okay, and let's 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 really good, really good. Yeah, I'm hyperbole. Okay, okay, because I mean, realistically, we have one one really good center. center. Now, yeah, please don't call DeAndre Ayton really good. That's fucking insulting, Paul. This you're correct. I apologize, DeAndre, because I know you're listening. I swear to God, I was going to ask you to apologize to him, but there you go. We know each other too well. Um, but yeah, no, either way, Bismack's been, he's, he's been phenomenal, right? I mean, in the, in the short stint that we've seen him, he's obviously given a lot more than the, the, than, than I think anybody expected. And you know, one thing that I find interesting for all that, and I guess at the same, you know, he's a big and we need bigs, but it is, it is kind of funny watching these and not just with the Suns, but across the league, these guys coming in on 10 days and just playing right off the bat and performing well. Right. Yeah. It's, it's interesting just kind of seeing the different, the different tax teams are taking with these like 10 day guys. Like some teams are like looking for actual competent players who they can think can actually handle like a decent chunk of minutes and then other teams are just getting, you know, just G-leaguing it up. And even to an extent, the Suns kind of started that way. But then well, I think once McGee went down, they're like, oh, no, we need, like, actual people who can, who aren't just, like, a spot on the bench uh, and going to play mop-up minutes. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't, did you happen to hear James Jones' interview on Burns and Gambo today? I did not. So he he said something that I thought was kind of interesting with respect to Biombo, and that's that there was interest in him during the offseason. And I don't remember exactly how he framed it, but he basically said, because of circumstances that were beyond control, we weren't able to bring him in. I thought that was interesting because I'm like, what circumstances were those? Because he wasn't signed anywhere, right? I mean, they literally brought him in off 
not literally off the right. streets, but he was not on another team. It wasn't like he was on a team earlier this year and then got released. So, and maybe there's something out there about that. I just haven't been looking or seeing, yeah, but I, 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 I don't know. It's kind of an interesting I, circumstance. That is an interesting circumstance. It's just, it's interesting just from the standpoint of like that they were wanting to bring him in when we already had essentially four active centers on the roster at right. that and, point anyways. And maybe it was one of those things where it was like, okay, we bring in JaVale or, I mean, and I don't think that's probably I, I, J- J- like a bad JaVale comparison, was, but yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I guess also perhaps with Biombo, maybe he was like, I want my right situation. Cause he's like, he's like been around. I mean, he's been in the league for yeah. 10 years. So like the guy needs to play if he doesn't want to play in a particular situation. So maybe it was just a matter of the Suns needing him and him then being ready to come, come, come yeah. into the team. And ultimately, maybe what James was talking about is there was interest, but like you're saying, there just wasn't the need because we had a number of bigs that were healthy yeah. now. I mean, we did have an open roster slot. We still do. Well, I, I I feel like we're doing okay now at this point, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Why fill a roster spot just to fill a roster spot? I don't know. Okay, because so, there's a pandemic and you need players. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess that's a that's a fair point. Well, spe- speaking of well, not speaking of pandemic, but of of players and roster flexibility, you see the Bucks uh, released Boogie today. Tonight, I, I think, like after the game, <laughs> I, I I did see that report that I don't I didn't see that it was official, but it was that like are expected to release him on a night he dropped. I think he put up fifteen and ten. Did he? I didn't even see yeah. the stats from the game. I just I was like, that's kind of interesting timing. But I but the and I can't remember if I I saw it on a tweet. I don't remember who it was that tweeted it, but uh, I know there was a reference to the Bucks wanted to do it to maintain roster flexibility. Which, which is kind of funny because I wonder if uh, – He was on the, a minimum deal. Like you can eat that even if you need roster flexibility. If, if you had I'm, to cut I'm, him later because like look, somebody look, better comes along. Look, I'm not the Bucks. I don't know, man. I don't know what to I tell know. you. But but James Jones also I think used the – I don't want to call it an excuse. But the reasoning of roster flexibility uh, when they didn't give DA – their max, the max last off season, if I recall yeah, correctly. Yeah, and that's so just... what, what, what? No, not that we need to go down okay? that road. Yeah, no, not that we need don't. to go down that road. Most, but I didn't most mostly just an anecdote. Okay, go ahead. Um, and I'm just gonna go down the road from the standpoint of, and this is maybe segueing into the other topic we wanted to talk about: the other uh, player who has played well for the Suns of in the same off season. The Suns became the first team to not extend a number one pick, and also the in like X number, some long X ass number since Greg Oden or something stupid like that, and also the first team to not pick up a third year option on a top ten pick since two thousand nine. Not the best list to be on. <laughs> not not a str- great one two punch. But, you know, I mean, for all, for all intents and purposes, I mean, both players have seemed to, you know, take it in stride as much as they can and are, you know, showing showing out that that was a wrong decision. You know, DA is going to get a big contract offer from someone this offseason. Hopefully the Suns 
either make that offer or match whatever offer comes. And Jalen, you know, I don't, um, he's, he's shown that he can at least compete in the league. I think that was everybody's concern was that he wasn't able to compete in the league and he's clearly shown that he can. Yeah, no, I, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to rehash the DA thing. No, he's going to no. get paid this off season. The Suns yep. are going to keep him. He's not going anywhere. Yep. Stop. Nope. If anybody's actually worried about that, then go, go, I'm go, not. Be, go be a, go be a jazz fan. Okay. Just leave. I'm not. Um, I'm, yeah, I wasn't referring to you, but sticks is an interesting scenario. So we've seen what he's been doing the past few games. And and oh, speaking of which, let's let's give him a little bit of credit and actually say what he's been doing the past few games, right? So yeah, over the last five, which is when he started Ooh. to get this uptick in play, he's averaging fifteen point two, nine point four, and two point one blocks a game, and he's shooting thirty six and a half percent from three point range, which he's not like taking as many threes as he was earlier in the season. And still, when he's he got his minutes, I mean, at the end of the day. He's playing much more inside, which is good. He's he's he took well, and it's funny because in those games, so he went two for four in the first of the five. He went two for three in the most recent game, and then he was zero for in between. So <laughs> yes, yeah. But uh, you know, if you look at the big picture, it appears to be much 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 brighter, no pun intended, uh, than 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 it appeared before. Now, what's kind of thrown me off about this whole thing is this. So we saw what Sticks did during summer league, right? He made yep. team all summer league, and I know it's like okay, whatever. Pandemic summer, well, not really pandemic, but summer league first team. They have like nine. He showed he had a it, whatever. He right? had an yeah. NBA quality skill. He showed he showed that he had the ability there. Now, when the Suns did not extend him, I think that was obviously an indication that. James Jones is saying, okay, I missed on this guy. He's not what I thought he was going to be. But then we're seeing him be exactly what we thought he, well, maybe even more than we thought he might be, right, over these past five games. So I find myself asking myself, allow myself to introduce myself. I, I, I'm asking myself, did James Jones just misfire on what he thought he was seeing in sticks during the offseason? Or... Is there something else that's going like, is there some other reason why Jalen Smith did not get extended? Because, I mean, let's let's think about it. I mean, not extended, picking up an option. Yeah, it was after his not first a huge chunk year. of money. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, it's funny. I was I was talking with with a uh, friend of the pod, two time Grammy Award winning artist Nate Roos the other day about this exact topic. Um, <laughs> and. I pointed him to the uh, an article that Dave actually wrote on Brightside that broke down what Smith's salary would be in comparison to like the re rest of the roster going into next season, and mm -hmm. he was going to be like the sixth highest player, seventh highest play paid player on the team. Really? And, yeah. Yeah. And, wow. And, and and I'll have to go. Yes. And I'll double check that just to make sure because your your shock. Makes me a little alarmed that I was wrong, but I don't think I am. And basically, Dave looking at it from the perspective of, okay, well, if he's going to be paid at that rate, then shouldn't you be expecting that he's going he to can't, be? He can't not be on the, play? yeah, he can't just chill on the bench. And the other thing too, is he said, 
something to the effect of, I'll pull up the articles, I'm going to just keep going off of memory, and it's possibly going to be wrong. Unlikely, I'm usually right about stuff, but uh, he went on to say that Styx's salary in the third third year was going to put him like in the top 50% in the league or something like that too. Yeah. Just, just, no. the, mm, I'm just top 10 pick maybe. I don't know. I just, right. I feel like I know there's a cap on what the Suns can sign him to since they released him from his, their option, their third year option that they can only sign him to like 4.9 or something like is that's the max they can sign him to. Um, but I don't know what his actual salary was. Um, what's, what's interesting about the situation is like, okay, yeah, you don't want the player, but just from a chess standpoint of like, having leverage and things like that you're you handicapped your own leverage with a player as a with it as an asset to be able to trade with by not picking up that option because i mean really what team wants to trade for a guy who's on an expiring deal who's a project if if you're going to trade for a project you want time with the project well, you unless you unless you unless you need additional money that's going to be expiring and a team that's doesn't tr- want that, that's true, yeah. But I mean, when we're th- yeah, I mean that that's true. So then, like, if you're tr- if this, but then that leaves the Suns to like be like, okay, the the selling point of a trade is Dario Saric, who's out for the season. You know, and maybe a pick in like four years. Well, but I think that also goes back to the the point of it being more about the money than the player. Yeah. You know, right. um, so hey, I found that article. So just so to to okay. make sure that I'm I'm saying this all correctly, and I believe I am. Per brightsideofthesun.com, not sure if you've heard of it. A uh, gentleman named Dave King, fantastic. Author. I haven't heard of him either. Yeah, uh, he's he's there's saw this weird video of him on Twitter today, him singing that Rick Roll song. I don't know why he's such a big fan of it, but it was it was odd. Um you obviously have not seen that. Like I zero reaction. Yet. Oh, you should. Um anyway, Voida 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 tweeted it. So what he says is last year when the Suns went to the finals with what many considered a deeply talented roster, the Suns had seven players making less than Jalen Smith or Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson, we don't even obviously have in this conversation. Cam was obviously the better of the two. Jalen Smith was dot, 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 not. This year, Jalen Smith makes more than Cam, Landry, Shamit, Alfred Payton, Frank Kaminsky, Abdel Nader. So that, I don't know. If, hold on. I don't know if that puts him, now I'm trying to run through the roster in my head. So who makes more than him? CP, Book, DA, Mikhail, J. Actually, Mikhail this year may make less than him. They're both oh, 10 point. picks. I mean, Mikhail's got an extension, but like this actual this salary doesn't kick this in year, yet. Yeah, that's, you're right. And like, you know, esca- escalating, escalating salary caps. So continuing that article. So all of them, <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to read Dave's article because I think there's some stuff in here that maybe, 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 uh, maybe we may not think is accurate anymore. You know? Oh, yeah? No, I, no, I mean, uh, not really. So he just says that 
guys like Alfred Payton and Abdel Nader deserve minutes over Jalen Smith, which I think we'd all disagree with at this point and probably mm-hmm. would have agreed with back when this article came out, which is, right. that's all I'm saying. Um, so he makes more than those five players. And I, look, I, I mean, that doesn't really help my logic. Actually, it doesn't help me. It doesn't help explain to me why they wouldn't just pick up the option still just out a matter of course. And, and this is why I keep going back to that whole concept of maybe an expiring contract is something that they thought would sweeten the pot for a potential trade. And we don't know, maybe that will still happen. Who knows? Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, the way you we've what we've seen out of Cam Johnson makes it very hard for me to believe that, you know, James Jones looked at sticks even this offseason and was like, I see nothing there that's worth signing. Right. And, well, I, I and think- let's and let's 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 address the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just Robert Sarver being cheap. OK, there. I'll just say that for everybody else who's going to want to say it. Obviously, I would very much disagree, but I think there's some other logic that goes behind it. Yeah, I mean, I'm what that logic is, is still a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> so let's 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 forget about the fact that the Suns did not did not uh, did not extend uh, or pick up the option on on, on Jalen Smith. Let's talk about his actual performance. What to you, Paul, has really stuck out? Like, what, what's impressed you the most? What, what's struck you the most when you watch him play, whether whether just in general or in comparison to to, to well, maybe we don't need to compare how it was before because earlier this year he looked like a deer in headlights. He just right. like well, I'm I'm gonna compare to that a little bit because I think this is gonna go back to the pod we had. Wow, has it already been a month ago or so? when Voida was on with us and I brought up the point because that, that I think that's when we had actually started to see some Jalen time at the five. And I made the point. I'm like, like they've been trying to turn him into this four, but that's not what he is. He's a five. And this stretch has really kind of solidified that for me. And obviously that's kind of became the problem. The Suns had is, you know, they needed an upgrade at that backup five. They didn't know what they had in Smith, so they couldn't trust him, which is why they signed McGee. And he, he's been great. Um, and then Smith is get, and then, you know, Frank was also there because he gave a different look because he rely, semi, you know, much more reliably than Smith was able to stretch the floor, you know, have that stretch big. So you had that variability in that option. So I completely understand why. Smith was and like also the style of play that the Suns kind of ran they liked that more small ball shooter for you know Cam um, you know Cam Crowder etc those are the guys who would get those minutes at the four so I understand why Smith was bit kind of buried on the bench but at the same time it's like when they were giving him minutes he was getting those minutes out of position and you know, we saw how poorly that worked when they tried to do the Twin Towers with uh, Baines and Aiton. Trying to put a center in the NBA at power forward is not the greatest move. And so, you know, seeing him in this stretch, you know, working, you know, in that interior, really kind of doing a facsimile of what DA's been doing for us all season, you know, you know, he's still a little lost on defense, but there's definitely seeing the potential there. It's actually, it's very, it's rather reminiscent of kind of 
early DA where he was kind of lot, you know, cause that D, you know, big man defense takes some time to learn, but you know, he definitely has a, a legitimate NBA skill when it comes to rebounding. That's like, that's been, you know, that's why he made the summer league team for all intents and purposes. You know, he was what like that all, all summer league team um, was his rebounding. That was the one that was definitely the highlight of that was like him just, you know, gobbling up every ball that came his way. Um, he's shown that as well this uh, right now, but honestly, the thing that's really kind of impressed me the most is his efficiency inside. I mean, he's a slender dude and he's going in there. Like, you know, the complaint a lot of people have always had about DA is he doesn't go up with that strength or, you know, to kind of like push through when other guys are, are around, um, you know, around him down low, he's been, definitely improving on that these last two years. Um, but we're seeing that with Jalen now, and that's really good to see. So I I've been enjoy enjoying the highlights of him out there. I mean, that freaking poster dunk was great on, uh, you know, knocked another Plumlee out of the league. Yeah, no, the last he, standing Plumlee. Jalen Smith goes up with, bad intentions every time he goes up with the basketball yeah um like evil bad intentions not just like i'm gonna be mean like like you said i i, I want to murder a plumley with this dunk and uh i mean i think that's my biggest takeaway oh and really quickly let me step back i found where i got that whole like seven better mm-hmm. paid more than seven players on the team thing mm-hmm or the seventh highest pair. So that option, Smith's mm-hmm. third year would have been valued at 4.7 million, which okay. would have put him in the top half of all NBA contracts. And as Dave puts it, IE top seven. So I knew there was a seven in there somewhere. Okay. God. But anyway, okay. Moving, moving past. Is it kind of sad that 4.7 nope, million is top half of the NBA? I is mean, it I sad? Not, Paul? Did you just ask if four point? You just used four point seven million dollars. Well, I mean, Stop when, being sad in the same sentence. I mean, I'd love to make four point seven million dollars a year. It'd be awesome. It wouldn't be uh, sad. No, it wouldn't be sad. So it's no. not sad. No, it's not. It's just it's a very interesting like curve when you know the highest paid player in the league is making like fifty million dollars a year. Hey, maybe maybe Dave took the fanning the flames approach, and that's a half-ass stat. Who knows? Maybe it's just completely <laughs> false. I don't I mean, know. It's entirely possible. It's like, on the internet though, so it's true. That's all I know. Okay. Yeah. So, did you take the mean, median, or the mode for that stat? Let me text Dave. I'll text Dave next time you're <laughs> talking for however long you're talking, and I'll see if he responds. And <laughs> actually, I'm going to do that because I, I really kind of want to know what he's going to say. Anyway, what I was going to say about Sticks is, yeah, frankly, just the confidence that he's playing with is is what I like to see. I oh, mean, that too, yeah, definitely. Yeah, at the at the end of the day, if the skill set is there, the skill set is there, or if you know there's maybe lesser competition because of all the COVID issues, you're you're going to get your stats. And I'm not saying that's the case. I'm just saying that very well could play into some of this, right? But Correct. All of that said, like like I said before, man, early on this season, last season, 
he looked like a deer in headlights. I mean, I remember when he got some time early on in the year. I think his first three-pointer of the year this season, he airballed. Or maybe that was his first of the career, his career. Anyway, he didn't look confident. He looked like he had no idea what he was doing, where he was supposed to be, or what the hell was going on around him. And uh, you certainly cannot say that about him over the past five games. So, and maybe this is something that he needed was a little confidence booster. Maybe, maybe that tentativeness, that hesitation, that deer and headlights look we saw early in the year was just because, well, I mean, shit, he, he, he was a top 10 pick, not expected to be anywhere near that. There's obviously a lot of weight on the kid's shoulders. And then he doesn't get his option picked up. I mean, right. It's a good way to kill somebody's confidence. But if, if that was the case, it certainly or does not seem to kick be the somebody, case. Kick somebody in, kick somebody in the, in their butt. Well, like I said at the beginning of the year, it certainly looked like it was uh, having that effect on him. But right. but but maybe maybe it just took some time for it all to sink in. I who knows? And you know, I mentioned earlier that James Jones was on Burns and Gambo today and and talking about sticks. One thing that he said, and he said this before, is you know the fact that they didn't pick up the option doesn't mean that they don't are not still committed to his development and his growth, et cetera, et cetera, and that they wouldn't still want him to be part of the team. It just not you know, in, in that capacity, I guess. But again, we'll, we'll see what, what comes of it. I, I still think, I still think that he's going to be part of a deal. I mean, right. the, the, the option not getting picked up is nothing new. Uh, we've, we've always been talking about him being involved in part of a deal. And, and I mean, if you think about it too, it kind of gives him an opportunity. I mean, if he show if, if he proves himself up in the, in the, in the limited amount of time that he's getting here, I mean, maybe he puts himself in a better position than than he would have been with the Suns. Because remember this. Let's think about it from this perspective. What year is the salary cap going to spike? 2025? Is that when it's supposed to spike again? I, be- I believe so. And it's I'm, I'm surprised to- we haven't seen the spike, the gambling spike yet. It, I feel like the... You- well, does that, I mean, would that, would there be any income to the NBA related to that? I mean, outside of licensing and stuff, but the... This next spike that's going to be expected to come is because of the bigger TV deal, contracts. which, yeah, you're talking like billions as opposed to maybe, I mean, I don't know, maybe, no, I, I, I mean, I, I actually think about this. Does the NBA even have that type of partnership because gambling, sports gambling is not legal in all states? Right. Yeah, that might be part of the problem. But yeah. so I think, so I, I think those I relationships are team to team. I, I saw, a, I saw a stat. Okay, if you were to guess how much money has been bet in Arizona. Hmm. Spoiler alert, Hangman Page beat Daniel Bryan. Or Bryan Danielson. Sorry, I'm watching wrestling. Okay. If you were to guess since betting became legal in Arizona. Speaking of spoilers, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm going to. Speaking of spoiler alerts, I need to tell my drive-in story uh, on this podcast. Don't let me forget that. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Go on, Paul. How much money has been spent in Arizona on gambling since it became legal in the however many months since it's been legal? It's what, four months? Um, a hundred million. 777 million. Huh. Seems like a lot. A little bit. You'd think the NBA would get some kind of cut from that. I, I, I don't know what... I don't know what the FanDuel Sportsbook is paying out to the Bobby Sars. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm I'm sure there's a it's a very 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 fancy deal for both sides there. Right. I think it's, but that but that's BR that's BRI. That's basketball related income. But but does that get 
That's mm-hmm. not a huge spike. Yeah, so, well, I guess but... I guess here's, here's the question is, so if if the Suns, first of all, like you, you say $770 million, obviously that's not all being bet through not all, you know, yeah. the, the sports book at the Suns Arena. Right. Um, but so it's a lot on the apps and whatnot, but yeah. But if the, the betting itself probably really would have zero impact because really if anything's getting paid to the Suns for that, for that sports book to be there, they're probably just basically paying for that space and operating separately. It's not like the Suns own that sports book, right? You see what I'm saying? Right. They, so they may if, not own if, that sports book, but they may get a percentage of revenues. May, maybe. But I, again, we're talking about a new NBA basketball TV contract versus a handful of teams having a sports book that's in their arena. I I, I don't I yeah. think that's probably why you don't see any spike from that. I I mean I would guess. Grant, I will I will be interested to see how that uh NBA contract goes in 2025. Just you know, I'd re- it'd really be nice for me to not have to borrow somebody's login to be able to watch Suns games. You do that? That sounds illegal, Paul. You should not do that. <laughs> yeah, your silence is fine. You don't need to say anything further. It's okay. Um, <laughs> so, plead the, fifth. plead the fifth. Well, you already admitted to it, so it's on It's on record. You want me to edit that out? I'm, you know what? No, I'm done editing nope. stuff out of podcasts. Don't edit it Just out. Just because you admitted to a criminal offense does not mean I'm going to pull it out. I also do not know that it's a criminal offense, but it sounds like it probably is, right? Like a misdemeanor? <laughs> it probably is. But you should probably stop talking about it. So... If if that was allegedly happening, if that was hypothetically a yes. real, real real thing, allegedly. So Paul, sticks. Yeah. What, what do you think he'll be on the team at the end of the at the end of the year? At the rate, we asked, do you going? think he'll be on the on the team after the trade deadline? How about that? I think he'll be on the team after the trade deadline. I don't know if the Suns are going to make a move from the trade deadline standpoint. I think they being the number two team in the league if not tied or currently tied for number one only number two because of uh tiebreakers um puts the suns in a really good position to get somebody on the buyout market so i think we might focus more on the buyout market than the uh trade deadline would you bring in boogie no we don't need another center just saying Plus, I think Boogie and CP3 hate each other, like legitimately hate each other. I can see that. They 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 seem like they would have personalities that wouldn't mesh well. No. Kind of because CP3 is like what Boogie should be. Just like he doesn't have the insanity. I feel like they're both very uh what's the word I'm looking for here? Um maniacal? Business like and demanding and hard on their teammates, but for different reasons. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But I I mean, I honestly, oil and water. (laughs) I kind of, I kind of love boogie because he just kind of makes me laugh. Um, I, it it was funny. I was, I was actually scrolling through that. I I don't know if you saw get boogie because they need another center. Fucking Lakers. You know, he's going to, he, the ironic thing is he would improve their outside shooting. So, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, apparently um, they're trying to trade DeAndre Jordan, and I'll be interested to see how how active those guys are at on the trade deadline. They don't got shit to trade. They got sh- they have literal literal shit to trade. But I the history of LeBron teams, particularly ones that like start off slow, those things it's a brand new team after after the trade deadline. 
Yeah, well, good for them. I don't know. I'm, I'm I just saying, I, I, I kind of forgot the Lakers existed, to be honest. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice to. It's nice to see lowlights. Repeated but lowlights. I, but I hear, I hear from Lakers fans that it's still early. So I don't know how long they're going to keep saying that, but um, they're April. saying it now. June, when when the Suns win the title, they're like, it's still early. Like, We're gonna make just, just got to get in that playing game. Just got to get in that playing game. Just got to be that 10th seed. Oh, man, the Lakers. All right, Paul. Yeah. So, you know so. what we haven't done? Okay, let me, can I tell you my, can I tell you my drive-in story? Yes, please. So, well, have you ever been to a drive-in movie? Yes. Okay, yes, I, I, I figured because you're old kind like of me. Enjoyed. When was the last time you went to a drive-in movie? Like a real, like actual drive-in? I want to know I've, what, I've hold like, on, I want to know what a not real ones. drive-in is. There's like pop-up ones, like I went to one. No, that doesn't count. Where like they had one of those like, yeah, I know it doesn't count. So. A real drive-in, it's been years. 20, 30 years, probably, 30 probably, because I, I certainly can't remember not, going to a. I know I at least went to one in high school. And I have my 20-year reunion next weekend. Right. So, okay. So you, but when, so you went to one while you were in, hold on, 20 year reunion. Is that right? You, Mm -hmm. you, you graduated high school 22 years ago. COVID. I know, but so I'm just saying, so your, your 20 year reunion doesn't necessarily, you know, is not the the correct benchmark there, right? That's true. Yes. And and if we're saying it was in high school, I'm assuming it was. I'm trying to remember if I ever took my wife to one. I think, I want to say we went to a drive-in at least once. Where? So it's probably been 15 years. What? Hold on. I didn't know drive-in still existed. They're rare. So there's there's more than one in the country because I found yes. one in Sacramento. Yes. Sacramento. That's yeah. a, that's a place. Yeah. It's a place. Does it deserve an NBA team? Uh, it deserves its NBA team, I think. <laughs> um, so we we went to go. How we is that the see, capital of California with the other I, great cities in California? <laughs> You know, I think it's because they have six buildings in downtown Sacramento, so I don't know how that would have anything to do with it. So we went to a drive-in. We went mm-hmm. to see Spider-Man. How proud are you of me that I went to go see I'm Spider-Man? I'm very proud of you. In, your, your first in-theater in Marvel experience. Yeah, so I let's start with this. Ask me what I thought about the movie, Paul. What did you think about the movie? I don't know because I didn't see a moment of it. So... <laughs> The first 15 minutes is spent, the kids are hungry, so I have to go to the drive-in entry, like the little snack area, and get pizza for them. So you got pizza. We get back. I get them situated. I'm like, okay, I've missed the first 15 minutes of the movie. Uh, what part did I walk in on? I don't know. Oh, it was when, like, the who's the, the guy with the arms? That guy? Dr. Octopus? Yeah, it was like, who are you? And didn't know who Spider-Man was, right? And I'm oh, like, yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah, you missed, oh, I missed the everything. Setup. I'm like, I have no idea. why doesn't he not know who he is? Like, I feel like this, he should know him. And and then at that point, our car battery died. And oh Jesus! Because unlike when we were younger, Paul, or maybe when you were, you know, 15 years ago. But when I was last time I went to a drive-in when I was a kid, there was a drive-in at McKellips and. Uh, what, 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 what does Hayden turn into McClintock? Uh, no, McKellips is what Hayden turns into McC- McClintock and McKellips. I think, is that right? I believe I've, I, right I'm right pretty right. sure that's the one I went to in high school. 
Right. Yeah. No, that because that was the only one that was in fucking Arizona. Yeah. So I, I used to go there when I was a kid. But you remember they had like the thing you put on the side, like on the window with the little. Yeah. I saw Jurassic Park there. I remember that. Um, that no longer is a thing. Now you just turn on your radio in your car. Yeah. Okay. Well, apparently we because we drove up there because, you know, 12, 13 hour drives are awesome. Yeah. But my wife's vehicle has like an entertainment thing screen. Well, mm-hmm. apparently that that's not exactly the best to leave on for like more than like 45 minutes if the car's not on. And I'm surprised you guys didn't ha- keep the car on because isn't it cold in Sacramento? How'd you oh, guys yes. stay warm? Oh, dude, we, blankets we and warm clothes. It was not. You just leave yeah. the car on. It was an experience, Paul. <laughs> Shut up. So, so battery dies, right? Yeah. So we, we're, we're with my my sister in law. We move all the kids like into her into their car so they can watch the movie there. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, trying to start the car won't start. We have one of those little remote battery, you know, remote jump starters. Mm-hmm. So we try that; doesn't work. So we go to the movie theater, like sort of the, the 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 main area, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we have jumper cables. It's fine." And the guy comes out with another one of those remote battery things, but it's bigger. So I'm like, oh, "Okay, maybe this will go well." And uh, nope. the guy, uh, nope, car doesn't start. The guy, I, I I'm quite certain was not even putting the the things on the right spot, and I was telling him where to put them, but he was not listening to me, and he wouldn't let me touch the shit. So finally, at a certain point, I was like, "Oh, you know, thanks, man. I appreciate." It. He's like, "Yeah, you can call AAA, and they can come pick it." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, no." We, fought, we we walk around during the movie asking cars if they have jumper cables. Find a very nice couple that has jumper cables, loans them to us. Start up my sister-in-law's car, move it next, connect them, get our car to charge up a little bit, boom, it starts up again, just in time for the movie to come to an end. So That's a long-ass movie, too. Yeah, there was a whole lot of shit going on, a lot of frustration that I have not gotten into. Um, <laughs> plus, look, my kids, my kids don't listen to the. I oh, I'm not supposed to say my wife's name on the radio or air, but I did. It's okay. It's not Sarah. Not Sarah and I. That's to have some nice peace and quiet time in a vehicle alone. And and I don't mean that in like a weird sexual way. I just mean it was quiet for the first time in like years. So we kind of sat in the car. We're just like, this sucks, but eh, at least it's quiet. So anyway, never go to a drive-in. And if you do, like you said, Paul, leave your car on. And if you do, don't go. Oh, did I mention it was, in addition to being cold, also raining? No. <laughs> oh man, we leave there. We leave there, and and it's it's me and my my brother in law in the car, and the girls. All the girls are in the other car, so it's just us. And he goes to me. He goes, man, I feel kind of bad because this was my idea, and I feel like it didn't really work out well for anyone. Like your car didn't start, and the kids didn't really get to see the movie. And I was like, bro, this is the best night ever. Just the fact that all of this shit just went so haywire is just an fantastic story for me to tell for years and years and years and the first time here on this pod i don't know if anybody else finds it as interesting as i did or i do paul you look like you're just it kind is a of catastrophe it was a complete catastrophe and it was one of those kind of like beautiful moments in life at the same time right you know how a catastrophe yeah. kind of turns funny i see i think like, i thought when we first met i'm like who the fuck is this guy he's a fucking joke i don't want to be friends with him and here we are i'm kidding i know it's a catastrophe <laughs> <laughs> Paul looked at me. he was like oh this is getting hurtful totally kidding buddy nope I love 
hundred percent catastrophe. <laughs> I, I blame I blame myself. You should. You have no one to blame but yourself. So at least you at least you're man enough to admit that. All right. So enough of my drive-in movie. I can't wait. I to think see that's Spider-Man. a good place to end. Was Spider-Man good? Oh, you don't want to talk more, Paul? This is short right now. You're tired. Are you? Is it short? You can't. I, I, you can't start this episode by calling Dan sweepy and then say it's a good time to end because you're sweepy. Okay? Well, I'm. I'm just saying that's a great story to end a podcast on. Is it? I. I don't know. I don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> A, a, hey, speaking a of podcast, fifteen minute non sequitur. Can you do me a, a favor? In? <laughs> was it fifteen minutes? I feel like it wasn't that long. Can you do me a favor and listen to uh, uh, Doug's podcast and tell me if it's fucking no. horrible? Okay. No. I thought I'd ask. Hey, if anybody out there actually listens to Doug, Air Phoenix is not a sports town. I forgot his last name's uh, uh, podcast. Uh, let me know if it's if it's outstanding. Actually, no, don't. I don't care. Uh, hey, Paul. Let's yeah. let's do one thing before we end. You know what we haven't even talked about is COVID, and I'm fine with that. Look, COVID fucking sucks. Oh, actually, I will talk about COVID a little bit because I I feel like I, I've done this already on Twitter, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do this now on the on 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 the on the show. I have to apologize to everybody. The last two times I've left Phoenix for an extended period of time, shit has really hit the fan for the Suns, and I feel like this is uh, it's all my fault. Okay. Remember last time I left town, like for an extended period of time? Do you remember when that was? No, Paul? I don't. It was right around, I don't know, shortly after game two of the finals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah you went I was to gone Michigan, for, right? Yep. And then, and then San Diego, and I was gone for like, well, the rest of the finals. Yeah. At Sam Good and I sat and watched uh, the Suns break our hearts uh, down on Mission Beach. But, you know, at least we were at the beach. So then this time I leave town, literally I'm dry. We're driving. We left at 3 a.m. We're driving to. Yeah, I know. It's my idea. I'm genius. Hey, it actually was worked out very nicely. It's very peaceful driving in the middle of the night. I'll tell you that. But we left and and when my wife took over the drive after. Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, I, I, I looked at my phone and I'm like, oh. Like the Suns have COVID, like all of them, fantastic. And that was like the first bit of news I saw as I was, you know, getting back into my phone as we left town. So I feel like all of this is on me. I am never leaving Phoenix again for more than like three days. I promise, not really. Okay. Okay. I, I think that I think that works. I mean, that's like a weight on you up in a corner. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're talking the, about normal the, Friday night. In the form. bowels of Footprint Center. That's why they call me Central Justin, Paul. Yes. <laughs> yes it hey, is. Paul. Let me ask you a question before we wrap up. Because okay. I really don't wrap up. I'm having I'm having a blast. Dude, we 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 haven't potted in two weeks. It's been, know, it been how was your Christmas? Was it been has it been were you you, you don't get gifts for pod? yourself? No. Well, I I get gifts for myself every day. You don't get every day with me is a gift. You, Remember that. This is true, yes. But you 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 don't you, you don't agree react with me making comments yeah. like that just like my wife reacts <laughs> just with complete like all right whatever Justin yep, <laughs> yep. you do you you believe what you want to believe I'm just that's, gonna, that's that twenty out. years right there twenty two years yeah. <laughs> you guys both have the same you guys know me pretty much the same amount of time so it makes sense uh, well, I'm sorry what were you saying I don't know yeah I don't know either. <laughs> oh gifts you're saying something about gifts what what, what about gifts? You, you said you like don't like to receive gifts for christmas no i mean i'm not a gift guy my wife and um, i have we haven't given each other gifts and i don't know how long 
I don't need oh. stuff, man. Look, at the end of the day, I don't want somebody stressing out over what to give me because then, uh, come on, I, I, I know I like to act like I'm highly important, but I'm merely a blip on this earth. I don't need people sitting there commiserating and worrying, oh, is Justin going to like that? Come on, man. I'm almost 40 years old. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> I'm 40. I mean. Yeah, well, I, I'm just not a gift guy. And, and, and here's the thing, too. Like, I, I, I tell my... You, <laughs> I, here, hey. okay, you want, me, you want me to be completely honest? I don't want to no, give... No, I get it. It's a pain in the ass, so I, if I tell them don't give me gifts, I feel like then I don't need to give them gifts, right? And if you, if you grew up in my family, you would know that gifts aren't exactly, like, a thing. I remember our, the first Christmas that we had with, like, our, with our oldest, when she was kind of old enough for Christmas to mean anything. Uh-huh. I had no idea. Like, again, gift, not a gift guy. I had no idea what was going on or, you know, what gifts we were getting. I went out, like, Christmas morning. It was almost – it was equally a surprise to me how much shit we had bought for her. And I was <laughs> not Sarah – this is ridiculous. And she's like, what do you mean? This is like just normal Christmas. And I took a picture and said, people and they're like, yeah, that's about right. And I'm like, I, I got like one gift. Is that not normal? And like, oh, that, that was, was normal in like the 1930s during the depression. Well, I guess my, my, my parents are just old school, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, we, yeah, no, you're right now. We literally haven't talked about the Suns for like 20 minutes. That's outstanding. Hey, so let's wrap yeah. up on this sons related topic. Okay. Paul, what was your favorite moment of 2021 related to the Suns? Is it lame to say the Valley Oop or is that is that too obvious? No, I mean, well, yeah, it's obvious, but I don't think it's I mean, it was that was that was fucking awesome, right? Awesome, like, yeah. I think that's a that's a, that's an awesome. So, okay. Actually, you okay, no, second, my my, my favorite, favorite thing about the Suns okay. was you're changing the question, I feel. Not well, my now favorite thing about 2021, my experience with the Suns. You're still was, changing the question. I, I don't care. It's game two of the finals when we won and then we went out and partied. Okay, so you didn't change the question. You just framed it differently, but you still gave a moment. I agree. That was that would be mine. That would be mine. You know what? I'm going to, as we speak, I forgot I was going to text Dave. I never did that. So I'm going to do this. As we speak. I'm going to go on Twitter and I need to retweet that video from that night, that video, that like 15 second clip of all of us. At, where were we? Um, blue. It's like a color. Something. Right? Blues. <laughs> Singing. Oh, baby, you, you know, uh-huh. oh, greatest video ever. And it's like, that's my, that's my happy moment video. Not, not the video you sent me earlier. <laughs> I'll tweet that one too. But that sounded really, really weird without the context. And I feel like that is a good point to wrap up. That is episode. a great point to wrap up. Oh, oh, beautiful. I'm not going to ask you if you have any final thoughts because I believe that was your final thought and it was that perfect. Was. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Fanning the Flames. Uh, you can follow me, of course, on Twitter. I'm at so says J. Dan is at dduarte89. The pod is at fan the flames NBA. And actually, one last thing I will plug before we go: Brightside Night. I don't have it in front of me. I don't know when it is. I don't know any of the circumstances. But go to brightsideofthesun.com and check it out. In fact, go to my Twitter, which I just plugged, and check out what I tweeted earlier today. Retweeted a tweet from Dave King, I think, or Brightside, one of the two, about the event. 
you can get all the information there. And there's currently a raffle if you buy. Hey, it's not going to matter because by the time this comes out, it'll be over. So never mind. I'm going to scratch that part. And on that note, we will wrap up this episode. We appreciate you guys listening. And of course, depending on when you're listening, have yourself a good morning, good afternoon, or a good evening. Tune in again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Just wanna hear-